0: This episode is part two of an SEO four part series. I hope you are ready to talk all about blogging because that's what we're diving into today. Welcome to the Up In My Business podcast with me, Lex Lancaster, where you'll get an inside look at all things tech, business, and my life as a physical therapist turned digital operations expert. You'll hear all about my lessons as a business owner, the ins and outs of tech for your business, and more. From SEO, websites, and email marketing to automations, launches, and copywriting, I've got you. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive in. As always, before we get started, I need to talk about Up In My Business' sponsor, Jane. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software with features like online booking, scheduling, documentation, and a PCI-compliant payment solution. The time that you spend with your patients and clients is valuable, and filling out forms during their appointment can quickly take away time from your session, which we all know how that feels (laughs) That's why the team at Jane has designed online intake forms that your patients can complete from the comfort of their own homes before they come to their session. And it also helps them remember to fill out their forms. Jane will have email reminders that are sent to the patient automatically before their appointment. This means that they arrive ready to start their appointment and you can arrive ready to help. There's nothing better than when a patient comes in and all their intake paperwork is complete. I mean, if you are a treating clinician, you know exactly what I mean. Jane's online intake forms are fully customizable to ensure you're collecting everything you need ahead of time, whether that's a credit card on file, that is key, insurance billing details or signed consent. You can build your intake forms from scratch or use a template from Jane's template library, which is amazing by the way, and customize it further to meet your practice needs. If you're interested in learning more, head to jane.app/guide or you can use the code LEX1MO at sign up to receive a one month grace period on your new account. Again, that's Lex1MO at checkout. Welcome back to another episode of Up In My Business. I'm so excited to talk to you today all about blogging. This is the second episode in a four-part series in preparation for SEO School, which will be opening up at the end of the month. So if you listen to part one, amazing. If you have not listened to part one yet, I recommend going back, listening to part one, and then coming back to part two, but if you really want to just dive into what we're talking about today and talk about blogging. Amazing. I'm here to support that as well. So first, we always start off with life updates and then business updates, and then we'll jump right in. I don't anticipate this episode being too long only because I don't have a ton to say about the whole blogging stuff. like I'm going to tell you the logistical things, the need tos, the not need tos, et cetera, as far as do I need to blog or do I not need to blog in order to rank for SEO. And then from there, next week, we're going to keep going further into SEO. It's too difficult for me to talk about uh, the heavy hitting blogging logistics on a podcast so we will touch a little bit on some of that stuff but today we're focusing on the whole question of should I blog or should I not blog so first let's do some life updates life updates nothing too crazy so just all the same from last week honestly there's nothing that new that I really have to report um Some travel coming up, but other than that, like it's all really the same, which I had mentioned last week. Like, the same is great. Like, I love the fact that there's a routine and things are, you know, same to same, same and the same each week. So, really, nothing new to purport there. Um, I did say that I was going to touch base on Moose's itchiness, so apparently. When you have a flea allergy, even though you don't have fleas, you can be allergic to fleas. So they're saying like California has a lot of fleas in this area. So even if Moose didn't have fleas, she could have been in an environment that just a flea was present and then she had an allergic reaction. So she got a shot for that. She's been fine since and we're good to go. So that has also been taken care of, which I am very happy about (laughs) because obviously it's really stressful to see her scratching. So with that being said, we can jump right into business things. So, the first thing that I want to let you know is that on Thursday, so this upcoming Thursday, which is the 12th, I believe, yes, the 12th, at 4 p.m. PST, there is a women in business panel that I am on through Jane app. So if you want to sign up to come to that free panel, you can hear all about business ownership and from me and a couple other healthcare practitioners who are also doing something in the online space as well. So if you want to sign up for that, I will put the link in the show notes. I want to make sure that you know about that. And if you want to sign up, please do that. Secondly, (laughs) secondly, uh seo school will open at the end of the month so seo school will open to the waitlist first on monday october 23rd so if you're not on the waitlist yet make sure you get your name on the waitlist you do save a hundred dollars and you are eligible for at least two bonuses one being seo for YouTube with Dr. Joe o and another being my Canva course. So you are eligible for those bonuses if you are on the waitlist and the waitlist only. So please make sure you're on the waitlist before that day and set whatever alarm you have to remind you that that's the day that registration will open. And then if you decide not to register during waitlist period, the public launch will be the following week. So super excited for that to happen. Uh, Access to the course will start on November 6th and then you will get content dripped out week by week so that way things are not too overwhelming. And as I've talked about before, SEO school does come with six months of support calls. So you'll have access to those calls at the end of November will be the first call. So with all of that being said, the other thing I want to remind you about is the waitlist for mine and Shantae's joint coaching program. We will be releasing the application and the sales page and all the things uh, later this week or early next week. That's mid-October. And then we'll be reviewing applications after we close that. And it will be a totally behind-the-scenes launch, if you will. So if you're not on the waitlist, you will not hear about it. And we're super excited to launch that. So if you're not on there now, Make sure you get on there. Other than that, no really huge updates. I do have a couple things I'm going to talk about potentially next week, as far as like a bit another business that I am working with to help with some of the um, logo creation and some social media templates. So I'll stay tuned for that, and I will talk about it later. But we'll keep that for next week. So let's dive in to the episode we're going to talk about blogging because one of the things that I always get asked is, do I have to blog in order to have my SEO work? And there's a lot of people that will say, you know, they'll ask this question on a discovery call, which obviously is a whole can of worms. Like we're opening up Pandora's box at that point. But if you are wondering whether or not you have to have a blog in order to rank on Google, we're going to talk about it. Now, point blank, if you're a location-based business, so a brick and mortar clinic, the answer is no. You really do not need to blog in order to rank because location is super powerful. If you're an online business, you absolutely have to create content in order to rank. It just is what it is. You can't focus on location with an online business, so you do need to capitalize on content. Now, I also need to say that if you're going to do SEO at all, yes, you can rank as a location-based business without a blog, but when you do have a blog, you rank better. And you'll see better results, you'll see faster results, because blogging and content creation in general helps two and it helps you do four different things. So it helps show Google that you're an authority in your niche topic, right? So something that you are very proficient in. It helps build trust with both your cold and warm leads that find your website. Because they're going to find your content, they're going to read more. They might even read a second blog post after they read the first one. They might listen to a podcast episode. It really just helps build trust, right? It helps develop your brand because that is a huge part of your SEO. Because if you're not able to understand who you want to work with, who, what services do you provide them, what results can you get them, that is going to be problematic in the long run. So developing content in general, blogging will help develop that brand. And lastly, it connects your name and business with the niche topics that you're writing about, right? Because the whole point of SEO is that when someone Googles something, you come up. So if you are someone who does nutrition coaching, if someone were to Google nutrition coaching, there's a potential for you to come up. And that's the whole goal. So it connects your name and your business with the specific niche that you serve and about the topics that you talk about. Because Once again, it's about quality leads, right? So if someone is coming to your website and you're a nutrition coach, but you only coach women, that's the audience that you want to be coming to your website. So having the content there that supports that will then help you get that niche client, right? So if we were to get leads that were not in that category of humans, then that's not necessarily a good lead. So we want to create content around our specific ideal client. So I am pretty positive if you followed me in any way, shape or form, you know that I will say content is queen over and over and over again. And writing a blog, I understand. I also don't like writing. Like long form content is not my thing. That's why I have a podcast and it just is what it is. Like and I truly I said it in an email to the SEO school waitlist last week. Like I think I blame the years and years of forced essay writing between high school and undergrad and grad school. Like we had to write about a bunch of things and it was a forced writing assignment almost always. And I hated it. And you're usually writing about things you don't like. So I I do see that this could be like freedom in a way. Like I get to write about things that I want to write about, which is amazing. But also if you just haven't been writing, then it just, it's hard to start. So my first thing is just understand that Starting is your best bet. Like, just start to write. And it's just like if you started to post on social media, you stopped or didn't start at all. Once you start, you're able to then keep going. And I would say, just if you are having trouble starting, the whole point of this is to say, like, just start now. Like, just start writing, start writing a blog. And so, we're going to go through some things about a specific homework assignment that I'm going to give you. But there are people that will ask me, I haven't taken SEO school yet. Should I start blogging? now or should I wait until I do SEO school and my biggest thing is start now don't wait until you take SEO school because you can always go back and edit things it's hard to reverse time aka impossible and start sooner so I do recommend you just start blogging now start creating content now whether that's a podcast or a blog a YouTube channel whatever that looks like for you Instagram posts is fine too And then we'll talk about how to optimize it in SEO School. But what I'm going to give you is homework. I'm going to give you legitimate homework, and I'm going to make sure that you're held accountable for it. So I had sent this exact homework assignment out to the waitlist last week. So if you are on the SEO School waitlist already, you may choose to just stop listening to the episode now, or you can hear more. I'm going to say verbal details around the things that I'm asking you to do, because there are different things that I can relay in a podcast episode compared to an email. So let's talk about the homework. So the homework that I'm going to give you is to write a blog post, which I'm sure you can already assume that that was coming. Now, the thing with this, and I want to make sure I say this, is you do not need to have a separate blogging website. Just put the blog on your current website. All webs- web hosts have the ability to do this. So make sure your blog is on your website. It's not like a separate entity from your your current domain, www.address. Okay, so you're going to write a blog post for your homework. Now, what I have learned is that oftentimes people will say they don't want to write a blog or they don't want to start a blog because they don't have a layout. And a lot of people struggle with that because we have been given rubrics and essential essentially like a plan for an essay since the beginning of time. It was always like this is what you're going to get graded on. Make sure you have this in your paper. If you don't have this, you're going to lose points. So for this, I'm going to give you a recipe, if you will, but understand that you don't need to follow this recipe to a T. And there are more parts to this recipe that I'm going to give you. What I'm giving you is the essential pieces. So if you were to start today you will have the essential pieces and then you can always go back and optimize once you take SEO school. So I don't want you to feel like I'm giving you this recipe if you will, that's not really legitimate and it's not going to make a difference. So we're gonna follow this recipe, I'm gonna give you the homework and by following this, you're going to be able to write at least your first blog post and I would love to know when you do it. So the how, so we're gonna talk about how you're gonna do this. Most people, like I said, will struggle because they don't have the rubric But also they will struggle because they don't know what to talk about. So the first thing that I want you to do is just decide what topics, what is your niche and what do they want to know about So if you're someone who does nutrition coaching, there's probably a gazillion topics that you have underneath your nutrition coaching hat. And you can start with something you really like or you're really good at. So if I were to to write a blog post right now, I could write a blog post about website design on Squarespace. I could write a blog post about SEO on Squarespace. I could write a blog post about copywriting for health and wellness businesses. So think about a category within your business that you talk about all the time. If you're a physical therapist, it might be knee pain in soccer players. Okay. So you can pick whatever topic you'd like. Just make sure it's in the niche that you want to be in. Now, if you want to have a better idea and figure out what you're going to write about, you can go to answerthepublic.com. So all one word, but answerthepublic.com and just type in a topic. Okay. So if it's knee pain, type in knee pain. If it's pelvic pain, type in pelvic pain. And this website will give you results from people that are actually Googling these things. So if I were to type something into Google, this software would then read that. And then when you go to type in something that I had said, like I'm typing this into Google, that software will tell you what it is. So anything you type in there, knee pain, the things that that populates are questions that are actually being asked on Google. So to answer that question means that you could potentially come up when someone else answers that question on Google. Okay. So you're going to choose one question, write that down. You could even choose a question that you're asked in the clinic if you want to write it down on a piece of paper. And then all you're going to do is answer that question in a written format. And I'm going to give you the structure. So the first thing, the title of your blog, that's just going to be the question that's asked. We're going to make it super simple right now. So If the question might be about knee pain, I might answer the question, do I have osteoarthritis if I have knee pain? That's a typical question that comes up when you type in knee pain. So you're going to take the question that's asked and that's going to be the title of your blog. That's it. Okay. Now, the introduction, you're just going to give, so this is just like when we were in high school, college, whatever, it's intro body conclusion. So in your introduction, you're just going to give an introduction to that topic. So you'll give a general description of what you're going to talk about and then maybe give a table of contents. So an example of that would be osteoarthritis and knee pain are pretty common. Osteoarthritis is a fancy way to say X, Y, and Z. While knee pain and OA are typically found together, it doesn't necessarily mean you'll have knee pain, yada, yada, yada. In this blog, we're going to talk about what OA is, what knee pain is, what you can do about it, right? You've probably answered this question before. If this is truly a question that is important to your niche, you've likely answered it in a different way or in your clinic or in your space while you're on a coaching call before. So you likely can write this blog in your sleep. (laughs) So our third part is our body. So once we get that introduction done, we're going to write our body. You want to break this body up into different sections. And by sections, I just mean not having a text wall. So it doesn't, it shouldn't look like a book. It should look like paragraphs with no more than two to three sentences per section. Okay. So inside that body paragraph, a really good thing to add are bullet points. Like here's a list of things that I want you to know. Boom, 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 boom. Um, bulleted lists do really, really well. So If you can break things up into bullets, if you can break it up into a numbered list, make sure you're breaking up these topics. You're not writing a big text wall. You want a lot of paragraphs because the key here is you want it to be scannable. Scannable is good. I know that we're all like, but they're going to miss important details. It doesn't matter. Make it scannable because it's way too hard to read something that doesn't have a break. And A good example of that is an Instagram caption. So if you know of somebody who has an Instagram account that they're writing captions on that are really long, if you were to take their caption and it wasn't broken up, it would be very hard to read. So all we're doing is just increasing the ability for people to be able to just read the blog. So make sure you're breaking it up into sections. And a general rule of thumb is two to three sentences per section. So in this body paragraph, you're gonna talk about the topics and then link the topics together. And a good thing is to add a section that will give people solutions. So you might say like, these are the top five exercises I recommend for knee pain, and then put five exercises in there. You might want to put a video in there to show the demo of the exercise, give a description of the exercise. What is the exercise? Okay. So you really want to talk about the value of your treatment, your solutions, or whatever service you have inside that body. And then lastly, end it with a conclusion and a call to action. So here's what we just talked about. This is a summary, a quick little too lazy, didn't read summary. And then at the end, you want to talk about the fact that you have a service that can help them. And that might be to book a discovery call. That might be to join your newsletter. It might be to get this freebie. So whatever that call to action is, you want to end it with that. Now, I love, love, love when people have an opt-in for their email newsletter at the end of their blog, because then you're getting an email in exchange for that as well. So having a freebie attached to it, having a, you know, a knee pain guide, if you put five exercises in there, you might make a guide for someone. And then that's what they get as a freebie. And that's at the end of that blog. Now I'm asking you to write a blog for homework. So I don't expect this to be like, we're going to now make an opt-in and we're going to make an ebook and we're going to do all this stuff. Please make it simple. Ask them to book a discovery call with you. Ask them to fill out a coaching application, whatever that may look like. So you're ending with that conclusion and a call to action. Now let's talk about the length. You're going to aim for 500 words. So 500 words is pretty small and it's ideally, it should be between 50 thousand and fifteen hundred. But I want you to aim small because then if you're able to aim small now, you will just build that habit. It's it's impossible to optimize something if you haven't built it yet. So I just want you to build the habit of blogging and just start creating content. So we'll aim for 500 words, but I will say that if you do 300 words, I'm also going to be happy because I want this to be easy. So aim for 500. If you hit 300, cool. Now, I would love if you do end up writing this blog, whether it's on your website or a document or whatever it may be, once you finish it, you can take a photo, share it with me, tag me in a story on Instagram, send it to me in an email, whatever. I'm this is just me holding you accountable. I'm not going to look through it and critique it or anything in that sense. I just want to see that you're trying and you're doing it because this is important and anybody who's on the waitlist knows that I had said, if you want to take SEO school, the first homework assignment you have was to set aside two to three hours for content creation and learning each week. So if you don't have that yet, maybe that's where you start now. And then next week, maybe you write the blog, but I want you to start creating content because content is always going to be queen. So my biggest thing is don't worry about formatting on the, except for the things that I've already told you. Don't worry about keywords. Don't worry about optimizing photos. Just write the content and the rest you can optimize later. So that's another thing that people are like, I just don't know how to optimize it. And people talk about optimizing. Totally cool. You can optimize after you write the thing and after you learn the stuff in SEO school. So lastly, what I just want to do is before I, I'm going to wrap it all up in this little, I guess what I'm going to talk about is like a word vomit blogging is not only the only content medium. If you're podcasting, you're creating content. If you're blogging, you're creating content. If you're doing YouTube videos, you're creating content. But understand that if you're putting that stuff on your website, it's going to be presented in a very different way. So even if you're just creating Instagram posts every day, you can take an Instagram post and put it as a blog on your website. It's too short. It's 1000% too short. But at least you're putting something on your website for content and you can always optimize and increase the length later. But what I want to get across is that content is always going to be queen. And if you're an online business, you will absolutely need to create content in order to rank on Google and come up for a topic. If you're a location-based business, because you have a location, you can not blog if you choose not to, and you will still be able to rank for a local business because location is super powerful. But when you do choose to blog, you're going to have better results. And typically, most times, it's faster results as well. So either way, content is going to be queen. And if you're going to, you can probably already assume what I'm going to say next is that if you're creating content, you're also building trust. So regardless of whether you're a location-based business or an online business, creating content is always going to be building trust with your audience. So it should still always be a goal. And that's why that first assignment for people in SEO school on the SEO school waitlist before they even start, I say you need to set aside time to create content and to watch the modules for SEO school because that's what's going to get you to start thinking about content, but also creating it and then ranking for those things. So that's all I got for you today. I just wanted to touch on the topic that I get asked about all the time, whether or not you need to blog in order to rank for SEO. Or to have your SEO "quote unquote" work, and then your first homework assignment. The homework assignment is to write that blog post. Now, if you're not on the SEO School waitlist, there will be one more homework assignment that goes out before SEO School starts. So make sure you get on the waitlist. If you are already on the list, you can make sh- you can just make sure you keep an eye on your email to get that homework assignment. And then when registration opens, you will get all of those emails as well. So please let me know if you have any questions. I always, always, always appreciate that you take the time to listen to the podcast. I would love to know if you decide to do the homework, how it goes, what were the hard parts? What were the easy parts? Did you do it at all? Where did you put it? Did you have it on your website? Tag me, email me, whatever feels like the lowest barrier for you. So thank you so much. I will catch you next week.